This episode brought to you by Healthier You. Are you living the healthiest version of you? Hi, this is registered dietitian and Run Disney race announcer, Carissa Galloway, and I'm excited to share some information about the course I created. It's called Healthier You. In my talking and working with runners, they're always asking about ways to improve their health, nutrition, and for weight loss. I took everything I've learned as a registered dietitian and made it into this easy-to-navigate 12-week course. You're getting meal plans, you're getting nutrition education, you're getting recipes, and you're getting live monthly Q&A sessions with me where you can ask your personalized questions. We've had over 200 Healthier You participants this year, and so many of them are sharing great stories of success with how simple it is to use the program and how it's made huge improvements in their energy and nutrition choices. I'd love for you to join Healthier You, and you can use the code Jeff. J-E-F-F to save $175. You can go to GallowayCourse.com or find the link in the show notes and follow me on Instagram for more information at Carissa underscore G-Way. But each one of you can find inside of you the strength to be able to achieve in your race what you're capable of doing on that day. And that triggers brain circuits that makes you feel amazing. Welcome back to the You Can Do It with Jeff Galloway podcast. I'm your co-host, Weston Galloway. And I'm Jeff Galloway. And we are coming to you, not really live, but we are in beautiful Blue Mountain Beach, Florida, where is one of the sites of our fitness retreat. Yeah, these are wonderful opportunities for people to come together and get individualized information. I will be setting up a training program, if you wish, for whatever goal it is that you want. And uh, you will meet new friends over the years since I've been doing this, which actually goes uh, all the way back to 1975. I've heard of a repeated series of lifelong friendships that are forged during one of these. You really get to know folks in a really good, nice way. Uh, the other really uh, important fact about our retreats is that we're starting them back again. So we actually have one scheduled for June and then another one for August. And in between those, we have Tahoe. Tahoe is, I've been lucky enough to go to Tahoe many years of my life, and it's just one of the most beautiful places to run in the world. It is, they have amazing trails, there's a beautiful flat bike trail, uh, and just the the scenery, the hikes that we get to go on, and you've been doing it since 75, basically. 75, I've missed now three years since 75, so it's been mostly in the summer. Our retreats have been at Tahoe. What do you enjoy most about Tahoe? The trails um, bring people together. Because when folks are faced with trail running, only about 15% of runners have a good experience base with trails. 
And so they rely on others that are more experienced. And this is the way we set it up in our trail runs or walks. And, and some folks just walk every single workout that we take, and that's great. I mean, it's really what's up to you. Uh, but the um, whole concept in having people group according to uh, their ability level is there are always people who have trail experience and those that don't. And they get to know one another through the bonding, pulling one another along. It's just really a whole series of those type of good experiences throughout the week. And they're not really hard trails, if you're getting that in your mind. They're pretty gentle trails. Some of them are even flat. We drive up to the area where where you run on, and it's a, it's a more flat trail. So it's just a beautiful place to be in a beautiful time of year. And come join us in July. There's some... some Additional presenters, along with Jeff, Carissa, will actually be out there to talk about nutrition. And Chris Twiggs will be out there to lead some of the faster groups and talking about some of the things he's doing with customized training. And uh, there will be a lot of other stories that the campers who come will tell you about. Good experience-based stories, funny stories. Um, and you asked me what my favorite part of it. There's so many parts of it, but the funny stories come out on any given outing that we have or any given clinic. So come laugh a lot, have new friends, and have a great experience. So you just got back from the Flying Pig Marathon and had a great experience up there. Tell us a little bit about that energized, filled weekend. Well, a lot of folks are still skittish about going to a big event, and I totally understand that. Uh, I uh, have really not been to many large events myself. Uh, however, I was invited to come back to the 25th anniversary of Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati, and it was wonderful. It, it fully regained the fun aspect and the festival uh, aspect that uh, that race has become uh, before the pandemic. And, and they're back, folks. That expo every single day was just uh, full of laughter, full of fun, people uh, going around and sharing their experiences, getting to know one another. It was extremely well attended. I'm not sure whether it was an all-time record for attendance but if not it was right there uh, and it's just so good to see the interest in wanting to come together again uh, and that's an event that if you don't have it on your schedule for next year you need to put it on the flying pig marathon in cincinnati ohio great organization great people and uh, a lot of support along the way too so speaking of great races. People are looking at races for the fall now, maybe getting out there for the first time, or maybe they've been doing it all along. But um, what are some of your favorite races in the fall? Well, the first thing you need to know is that uh, the, the races tend to come in categories so that you can decide what your category might be for a given season. 
and then select one that's in the category. Um, I like to say that races are like children. They're different, and they are very different. They have different personalities based on the city and the people that run it. So that said, uh, most people already know about the big races, the ones that are so hard to get into. And uh, if you get into them, you have to take several years to do so. New York, Chicago, Marine Corps, uh, and, uh, you know, a few others. So I'm going to focus on some of the smaller races. And, uh, and, and these aren't necessarily real small races, but they're not huge races. And they're in cities that embrace the events for that weekend. Take Des Moines, for example. Des Moines, Iowa. It's, it's a great city. And it, it's a beautiful city, and the races run through it. But uh, it has great management. It has the uh, all the aspects of a really good race in terms of the reward mechanisms, the uh, adequate uh, fluids and, and aid stations along the way, um, a great expo, and it really gives people a sense that they're really doing something significant, which they are in finishing these various races. And it is on the Jeff Galloway Run, Walk, Run app. There is specific training specifically for the IMT Des Moines Marathon. So that's another little added feature. I actually had the ability to run it a couple years ago, and the course was, was really amazing. It went through some really kind of historic neighborhoods with some huge houses I will say that the first half is a little hilly, but you get up kind of on this bluff and get over to Drake um, University track where they, held the, they hold the Drake relays. So it's a very historic kind of track that you get to run around. And then you drop back down for the last 10 or so miles of the, of the race. Um, and it's just, it's a great, I, I thought it was a great marathon course. So for September, I highly recommend the St. George Marathon. I've run that several times. It is a downhill course, but it's much more than that. It it starts outside, way outside of the town of St. George, which is really quaint and very interesting area with lots of great national parks to see. So you can really travel around there and get a good racecation, as people are now talking. Uh, but um, the uh, race course is, is quite a beautiful course, and it goes through volcanic areas and, and scenic uh, Utah uh, landscapes. And then uh, during the last six miles, seven miles or so, it just goes steadily downhill. So about the time you're getting tired, uh, you get a boost, a really nice, long, extended downhill uh, push. Uh, so that's a real good one. It, additionally, in September is the Air Force Marathon. I've uh, run that a couple of times, and I can tell you it's well run. It's uh, also the site of the Air Force Museum, which is a major draw. It it has uh, interesting uh, military exhibits than I've ever seen. B-52 bombers inside the museum uh, and stealth fighters and so forth. Anyway, it's really neat. Uh, 
but the race is well run. It uh, uh, really gives you access to the middle part of uh, of the country there in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, I recommend it highly. And they have Galloway Pacers there. That's right, they do, and uh, it's actually a, a really good team of Galloway Pacers. And then uh, anything else for the rest of the year? Wine and dine, the first weekend in November, and it's one of my very favorite races of any type. It's uh, not only has the usual Disney characters along the, the path, but I've recently become a, Dis a run Disney character out there uh, about 200 yards from the finish line for selfies or high fives or, you know, encouragement, whatever. And uh, a lot of themes with the wine and food weekend at Disney. So you have a lot of things going on that are fun. So uh, check it out. A lot of people have said that, that Disney World and Disneyland are the happiest two places in the world. And uh, I've come to believe that. Uh, I very seldom see anyone who is uh, negative while they're there. It's just an upbeat experience to be there. And then December, anything you would recommend people check out in December? Yes, the Honolulu Marathon won that race in its second edition, and so it's near and dear to my heart. I really enjoyed uh, being there. I actually lived there while I was in the Navy uh, during my last tour of duty and met friends there and have uh, maintained contact with uh, some of these friends throughout all these years. Uh, good people. Uh, it has a limitless time element to it, which means that you are not going to get swept in this event. You can go on as long as you want. Uh, and so for those of you who are time challenged right now, especially on races that close their race, here's one where you can go, whatever it is. Uh, and then you're in Hawaii. So it's a jumping off place for going to a lot of different wonderful places on the islands around Hawaii. So check it out. And it's another one of our uh, races that are supported by our app. You'll find the training for this event on our app. Do you have any real memorable stories from any of these races that you mentioned? One of the most memorable was in the Honolulu Marathon. And, and certainly the year that I won it uh, was very memorable. And, and it was really, uh, really enjoyable to have risen to the occasion to be able to do that. But um, the second experience that I remember uh, very vividly, more so than practically any other race, occurred in 1975, which was about six months before the Olympic trials. I had qualified for the 1976 Olympic trials, but I had not run a race within that previous year that would qualify me for expenses, for travel expenses, and I really wanted to do that. So that was my incentive. 
that year, uh, I had to run um, two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, and so I, excuse me, no, it, it was below 220. Uh, and so I had my goal. My training was going very well. I thought that I could do that even in the heat and humidity. And so uh, I got into the race, and uh, I found myself during the last six miles or so in third to fourth place. And I bounced back and forth with that. Um, and I kept looking at my watch uh, at every mile marker and noticed that I was flipping back a little bit, a few seconds every mile during those last six miles. And uh, so when I got to the 25 mile mark, I realized that in order to qualify for the expenses, I needed to run five minutes per mile. And uh, that included the extra tenth of a mile, too. So I had to run six minutes for the last 1.1 miles. Um, and I guess 1.2 miles. Anyway, I uh, tucked my head down a little bit and just looked at the road ahead, picked up the cadence, and um, I just gave it whatever I had left, which wasn't much. I was very, very tired. The advantage was that there was a gentle downhill headed towards Capilano Park, where the finish line was. And uh, as I got closer and closer to the finish line with the banner in sight, my legs were just on the verge of tying up. And I realized that I had to be real close or actually behind. But I just kept the, my stride going uh, the cadence that I had been going, and I didn't let the stride get too long because I knew that if I stepped a little bit too long, it would cramp right up. And I cruised right across that finish line and didn't know whether I had qualified or not. So I walked around uh, and uh, and lay down on the grass there in Capilani Park, and a friend of mine came up to me uh, about 10 minutes later, he says, well, I did get your official time. Do you want it now? Because he, he saw me sitting there and knew how tired I was. I said, yeah, I do want it. And so he says, well, here's your time. 2.19, and I was ecstatic about that, 59.6. I had qualified by four tenths of a second, so I had plenty of time left. <laughs> but it uh, it etched itself in my memory, and I absolutely loved that race. And you may not run as fast as I ran in Honolulu that day. I'm certainly never going to even be close to anything like that. But each one of you can find inside of you the strength to be able to achieve in your race what you're capable of doing on that day 
and that triggers brain circuits that makes you feel amazing. So you can do it. You can do it.